Welcome to the Soul Talks podcast, where we equip pastors, leaders, and other men and women in ministry to thrive with Jesus in their life and leadership. Now let's join Bill and Christy Galtier, doctors in psychology, spiritual directors, and founders of Soul Shepherding. Hi, friends. Thanks for joining us for Soul Talks again. Bill and I just love it when we get to see you or hear from you. We hear ways that you're following Jesus with us. We ran into a couple today who had just finished reading Journey of the Soul and been in a a soul care group through it. It was fun to see them. And then we just had someone from Australia come and pick up 20 books that they are going to take back to Australia. They're looking forward to leading a small group through Journey the Soul with some friends there. And we just love it that you guys are are following Jesus together and overflowing in your circles of influence is what, what you're learning. And that is so important. Bill and I need that too. We have people we meet with that we are growing with and following Jesus with. It's what we love to do with the institutes. We love having you for those. So thank you for just joining us in this fellowship of Jesus's beloved. We're going to give a shout out to our friend, uh, Dr. Wes Johnson. He's a pastor at Bethel Baptist Church in Everett, Washington, and the spiritual director. And he uh, said, hey, thanks so much for the Soul Shepherding Institute and spiritual direction training. It has opened a way of listening to souls that has greatly increased my effectiveness as a pastor, teacher, and mentor. Thank you, Wes. So great to have you in our community and you and Catherine listening to uh, Soul Talks. And gosh, it's just the best when we get to be with you in our institute retreats and when we get to have you in our spiritual direction training program, which you can complete online. And we just love uh, learning together how to be more loving to each other, how to be more tenderhearted and compassionate and, and with wisdom to really guide people in their life with Jesus, including through these uh, Christ stages, which in the middle is the wall. And what we're going to be talking about today as we continue this series on beating burnout is soul care to get unstuck, because that's the experience of burnout, but just not not just burnout. There are many ways in uh, our life, uh, our work, our relationships, especially our relationship with God, that we might feel stuck And so we want to talk today about soul care that helps us get unstuck and uh, drink from the living waters and have that that sense, that peace, that that confidence that God is indeed with us, caring for us and guiding us. It's not uncommon to feel unstuck. Some of us feel stuck in a relationship. Some of us feel stuck in a job. Some of us feel stuck in our ability to, to grow. Some of us feel stuck in our faith in our relationship with God. Feeling stuck isn't a positive thing. It doesn't feel good to feel stuck. It, it feels like you're, you're paralyzed or like you can't help yourself or like you're trying and wrestling to try to get unstuck from something. You know, it's, it's like you, you're tangled in something sometimes and you just can't, can't get free from it. There was a study that was done on pastors that found that uh, right now 50% of pastors are discouraged. Uh, it's probably higher as we've gone through the, the pandemic and all the issues related to that. It's not just pastors, really. A, a, a lot of us who are serving God and, and working in different sections of, of the, the vineyard of the Lord, uh, we can get discouraged in, in our ministry, in our relationships of caring and, and serving and uh, that's Satan's primary strategy to take us out. Uh, those of us who are 
serving the Lord uh, earnestly. Uh, it's harder for Satan uh, to take us out with maybe the obvious temptations to lust and, and stealing and abusing alcohol and things like this. And so Satan's more likely to get us with discouragement. Well, and I think the other thing that we need to be aware of is that sometimes something can start out that we're excited about or that's positive, and then we start to feel entrapped by it because of the commitment and the obligation and the expectations that sometimes can go with things, commitments that we make, even good ones. Yeah, we we can just get ourselves too full with good things. The enemy of uh, the best is not what's bad or evil. It's often what's good, and we just get too many good things and uh, just keep adding things uh, into our schedule, and then we're too compacted and we're uh, stress overload situation and maybe on a path for burnout. So I think there's different ways we respond when we're stuck. Some of us respond with this fight to get unstuck in our own energies. We're we're pulling, we're tugging, we're wrestling, we're we're trying to find a way out ourselves, we're depending upon ourselves. Some of us get to where we just quit, we just give up, we just get depressed, we just get apathetic. We're like we just we just can't afford to care anymore in a sense. Some of us will cry out for help, asking somebody for help. That can be a good thing. That can be a, a helpful, healthy behavior. Is because when we're stuck, we probably need somebody else's perspective who's more objective, who can see what we can't see, who isn't stuck with us. Some of us get angry, blame people, or uh, try to put expectations on people to fix things in our life or our our work and to get them to change something and uh, sort of pass the buck there. And so, yeah, we need to uh, look within at the reality of what we're experiencing and the reality of our schedules and our commitments and, and take a step back. And so a lot of getting, getting unstuck is making a space. And so in social shepherding, we make a big space for people with sabbatical, and that's been very influential for us uh, going on a sabbatical. And also uh, spiritual retreats like our institute where you can, you can get away for uh, five days, uh, get unplugged for ex- an extended amount of time. Uh, it can really help you uh, reset and refresh and get, get a new perspective, like you're saying, Christy, where somebody else is looking at our life with us. They're listening to us. Um, uh, even in a community of people that are supporting us in that way. And it, it helps us to get a different view on uh, what we're doing and how we're doing it and a, a, a path forward that we didn't see before. And I think also it can help us to, when we take Sabbath days, when we take sabbatical time or, or like an institute retreat or something where we're, we're pulling away from our commitments, from our work, to care for our soul, to participate with Jesus in caring for our soul, that can be reorienting to us as well. It can help us because I, I was thinking about this summer, a time when I was feeling really stuck and really entrapped in our ministry. And we got away. And as we were away, I, I became aware that I was feeling this. And as I started to reflect on it and say, why do I feel this? I became aware that I needed an attitude shift, that actually I was... I was looking and feeling stuck because I was overworking, because I was paying too high a price, because I wasn't doing enough soul care. And when I got away to do some soul care, then I realized, no, I've got a free will about this. I get to choose this. And I'm not stuck. I'm, I'm choosing to do our ministry. 
it's not something that I have to do that I'm entrapped in. And so that shift that I was able to get while I stepped away to do some soul care helped me. I think what you're referring to is our vacation time in Florida and having some extended days together. And so in that context of being at the beach and setting aside all our work and email and all that, being in beauty, experiencing adventure, you were also engaging in uh, soul conversations with me and scripture reading with more meditation and prayer and some solitude spots in there and, and just a lot of reflection and emotionally honest uh, praying and expression. And so that helped you to feel your, your soul, feel your life, feel God's presence more deeply than, than you were when you were leading up to that in, in a busy schedule? Yeah, and leading up to that, things in our, our work, our ministry began to feel like they were have-tos, not get-tos. And so getting some space from that again helped me to get back to the, oh, no, there's, these are get-tos. Mm-hmm. They're not have-tos. Got you back into ministering out of the overflow mm-hmm. because you refreshed and you renewed and you got that that uh, fresh perspective on your work. It's one of the things we talk about in our institute is about how we can magnify our office or our calling. How and in Paul tells Timothy to do this as well. This is this is biblical that we're to make a lot about God's call, make a big deal about God's call in our life. But when we're just caught in the middle of the day-in, day-out grind or the mundane or the, the to-do list we can't get on top of, it's, it's hard to do that. It doesn't feel like it's a big deal when we lose sight of the bigger picture of the privilege of what God's called us to. Because every job has some things in it that, um, you know, aren't, aren't the fun part. <laughs> I mean, this is true for parenting, too, not just our work or a job that we're paid to do. This is true for all of us with our areas of responsibility, whether it's maintaining a house or, you know, caring for a family, whatever responsibilities this pertains. We, we can get sucked into the grind of that and we, we can get off, off center with our, our passions and our gifts and our, our, our best calling from the Lord and uh, get sidetracked into things that are, are good, but they're not probably the best use of our time. And so those factors can, can really start draining us. And so what you're illustrating, uh, Christy, is that you, you caught this well before you could have burned out. I mean, if you would have stayed on that path maybe uh, for a number of months without getting away for vacation, without spiritual retreat, without deeper soul care and soul talk and so forth, then there would have been a continual erosion in your soul and more and more just grinding it out, uh, doing all the things that you should do, and doing it for God, doing it to care for other people, but yet s- slowly your own heart is, is dwindling and your own joy is dwindling. Yes. And so that's the wisdom of training, like we do in our Soul Shepherding Institute, and especially in our Spiritual Direction Training Program, where over a course of two years, we take you not only through the Institute, but through training in spiritual direction, and just the way of listening to God, the way of listening to people, the way of soul friendship, and the way of following Jesus' wisdom in, in our daily life, particularly as it relates to conversations and relationships that are empathetic, and as we uh, learn to experience the ministry of spiritual direction and then learn to share that with others as, as we're being guided in that, that is a whole different uh, t- 
type of life. It's a different lifestyle. It's a different community. It's a different uh, source for uh, the love, joy, peace, and power that we need for, for daily life and ministry. Yeah, we've done so many of these retreats, and yet there's still, I'm not bored with them because I need them because I go on retreat. It's care for my soul, too, when we do these. And so that having that rhythm helps us, too, with our own soul care yeah, because it's it's a great thing to care for your soul alone, but it's a better thing to do it in community. Yeah, and to have the balance between solitude and community, as we talked about a couple of weeks ago. So say more about that, Christy, from the standpoint of how you, as a retreat leader, as a teacher, as co-founder of Soul Shepherding, how is leading a Soul Shepherding retreat for 25 pastors, missionaries, spiritual directors, and, and others, how, how is that refreshing for you? Because we're participant leaders, so we're practicing all the disciplines and the rhythm of life together that all the retreatants are too, and we're putting aside our our normal responsibilities and work with email, and we're staying off of social media, and we're staying off of our computers, and we're unplugged ourselves so that we're plugged into Jesus and his presence with us, and we're spending time in solitude ourselves on the retreat to to renew to listen to the lord to journal to get in touch with some of the deeper inner workings in our soul you and i are having spiritual friendship conversations every day of the institute week reflecting on our experience we're processing what we're learning even you know in our our soul shepherding groups with others as they're processing what they're learning right you're bringing into the retreat your life your situation, your stress, your hopes, your hurts, where you are. You're bringing that into the retreat, into the material, into the disciplines and so forth. And so that right there makes it fresh and new because there's always something new going on in your life and uh, in the depths of your heart and soul, things that you're feeling. And so you're you're processing that with the Lord and uh, with me and with others. Yeah, and it's easier to do it on retreat than it is, you know, to do it as a part of our daily ongoing life. Right, because you have more energy because you're mm-hmm. un- unplugged yeah. from the, the normal stuff and you're just all in yeah. with with this retreat. And so that gives you the space to do that reflecting and feel more deeply in your experience of your discipleship to Jesus. Yes, but it's not hopeless. I mean, for those, some of our listeners might be thinking, well, well, you know, what about me? I can't get to a retreat, you know? And so it's not hopeless. There are things that you can do with, with other people. And, you know, if you're social like me and you, you do it better with other people, then it's really helpful to... You know, find a friend, invite them to go through the Lexio Divina guides with you. You know, I'm an Alexio Divina group that we go through our, our guides, and it's really a helpful rhythm for me because if it's up to me to do that alone myself, I don't do it as regularly. Right. When you have a partner, and you're talking about our soul shepherding prayer guides, uh, we have three different types, and Lexio Divina is the most popular one. But any soul care practice. It, mm-hmm. It's it's better for me if I'm doing it with somebody else because if it's only up to me, I tend to not do it. it well, and I think part of the, what you're saying is it's it's fun for you when you do it with people. Well, it's it, relational. It's it, it makes it more it makes it more meaningful. I learn more. I gain more because because I am an external processor. So it gives me someone also to be sharing my experience with. And I get to pray for somebody else, and I have somebody else praying for me. So that's why these disciplines and these experiences that we've offered through Social Shepherding, 
that's why we do it. It's because as we share them, it's it's a double blessing. Mm-hmm. And you also enjoy like really getting out in, in nature, being in God's creation and beauty and find that restoring your soul. And so that's but part of your... Today, your... you went for a run. I went for a walk. We were not together. We were in solitude during the time. And so, yes, that was restorative to my soul too because I was praying and I was praising the Lord and I was listening to the Lord in prayer. So it's not that I only do things in communities, what you're trying, the point you're trying to make is that there's a rhythm that we need both. Yes, and but what you're saying is that a lot of how you have learned to do that because... You know, a lot of you who are listening is like, well, yeah, I, I take a walk by myself or I exercise or I have time on Sunday or the weekend where I'm not working. The opportunity is, well, have we learned how to take those times and do them with Jesus and have a an experience of, of God's presence in that? And that takes more than, oh, that's a good idea. I want to do that. That takes some training to develop some habits and develop a certain disposition that's built into your personality that enables you to connect with Jesus without being in a structured situation with your Bible open or that sort of thing. Yes. And so you learn that best by doing it with people. And so what we're talking about is how to beat burnout. And we're talking about soul care that helps us to get unstuck or even to hopefully prevent burnout. This is a subject that we we really cover in our book, Journey of the Soul, Christy. Those of you that read the book know that, that we talk about the wall, and the wall is in the middle of the Christ stages, and burnout is one type of a wall that can get us stuck in our journey with Jesus. Let's get real practical here in the time we have left, and let's talk about some of the specific soul care practices that are needed at these different wall uh, experiences, whether it's burnout or uh, maybe even a spiritual burnout, we're just sort of tired of church and church activities, or just even the word discipline, spiritual discipline just feels like a, like an allergy. When we've had moral failings, uh, going through a personal crisis, health crisis, depression, uh, grief, or faith crises where we're just not, Christian life isn't working the same way it worked before, and we're, we're feeling that discouragement we talked about. We're maybe struggling with doubt and mistrust in God, even, even cynicism. Uh, the dark night of the soul, that's another example of a wall where it just feels like God is just totally uh, evaporated and it's no longer there and it doesn't make any sense to us. We're disoriented and we, we can't feel God's loving presence and we've lost our sense of purposefulness around and, and especially our passion around being a Christian and around serving God. These are all different wall experiences. And the common thing that we do as Christians when we come into these wall, these different walls, because we all will hit the wall eventually. Usually we hit it at least once before 40. Uh, we might hit the wall two or three or more times over the course of a lifetime in our journey with Jesus, where there's just a major season of distress and discombobulation, our faith isn't working the same way as before, and some one of these types of experiences has left us in a place feeling stuck. But typically what we do at these times is we try to do the sorts of church activities and Christian practices that were helpful previously in our walk with Jesus, but they're not likely to work at the wall. We need some new ones. We need some disciplines that will actually help us connect with Jesus and receive empathy from Jesus, receive and experience his 
his presence with us, even in our stuckness, even in our burnout, even in our wall. So disciplines like reading some of the Psalms of lament that the psalmist wrote when they were when when he was stuck and at a wall, and to write our own Psalms of lament can be an example of that. Emmanuel journaling, like we've talked about, is another really helpful way of doing that, of being able to articulate what it is that we're feeling emotionally, and then to be able to begin to articulate what we think God's empathetic response is to us in that stuckness, in that place where we're feeling burned out. I'm thankful for our friends, Sung Shim and John, John Lopnow, who created Emmanuel journaling with a couple of their colleagues. And it's a very powerful way of journaling and reflecting on what you're feeling in, in a prayer process where you're talking to God about that and uh, imagining God bringing in uh, empathetic responses to you. And we're not like making that up. God is compassionate. God is empathetic. And so what does that sound like? What does that look like? That's what we do with um, Emmanuel journaling. But the point is that's like uh, praying our own psalm in a journaling way because the psalms are so emotionally honest. And so that kind of a discipline is going to especially help us at the wall. Now, why, why is that, Christy? What is it about the wall? And when you've been at the wall or when you've had other times of be- being stuck, how does it help you to, to pray or journal like this? Well, because when we're at a wall, when we're in a burnout time like this, oftentimes we, we have some negative assumptions about God. We're distrusting him. We're having trouble trusting his love, his goodness, his presence to feel that. And so it's helpful for us to have a healthy way to be emotionally honest with that, not to repress that. Repressing that isn't going to help us. And it's not going to move us forward. And so getting emotionally honest with ourselves and with God and with another safe person, like I had said, often we need to cry out to someone who can be there for us, who can be more objective and can hear us, can hear how stuck we feel, can hear about our burnout, who can model and be an ambassador of Jesus and his empathy to us. So counseling is something that often we need when we're stuck or we're at the wall or, or the help of a spiritual director or the very least spiritual friendship with someone to to help us to know we're not alone because often we feel very alone and, and then satan shames us and that's the other reason why it's so important to get with somebody else another of of god's children who can care for us because otherwise the enemy will accuse us and shame us and that's why we soul shepherding now has a team of senior spiritual directors that we have trained because we so believe in the power of relational ministry and having a friend in Christ who's a little further down the path of, of understanding and experience in their discipleship to Jesus and a deeper spiritual formation and soul care life. And then also when we're, when we're stuck and we're at the wall, like we're talking about, we often need some deep rest, some restoration, but we don't know how to do it. And so we, we probably are going to need somebody who can help us learn that and lean into that and make use of that in some healthy, restorative ways. Because of the wall, we need to think outside the box. And the, the kind of activities, the kind of thinking, the kind of faith expression that we've had up until this point probably is not going to get us to where God is leading us. The wall is that uh, big season of transition, we call it, in uh, the Journey of the Soul book, we call it the soul pivot, where we're, we're shifting from the first half of the spiritual life into the second half of the spiritual life. 
which is begins with the the I stage or the inner journey, and so that's where these uh, spiritual disciplines that you're talking about, Christy, can be so helpful in uh, joining the work of the Spirit of Jesus in this soul pivot that can help us to to get unstuck. And whatever season you're in, you know, we would encourage you to join Jesus in caring for your soul. You don't have to be at the wall to do that. You can actually prevent a wall. And so we've got three, well, we've got five Institute retreats coming up this winter and spring. We've got them in Orange County and Colorado and Atlanta. So go on soulshepherding.org, check those out, pray about that. We'd love to have you join us for those. If that's something that the Lord is guiding you as a way to receive some restoration of soul. It'd be awesome to have you in our community, especially if you could join the spiritual direction training that starts in March of every year. And we've got a class of 50 students this year and Looking forward to another great class in the year coming up. And we break you into smaller groups, and it's a very uh, life-changing experience. It's it's the best thing we do. It's our f- favorite, funnest thing we do, Christy, is when we get to uh, be in community with people like you listening and just go really deep with Jesus and in conversation and uh, in our soul care so that we can be more loving to the people in our life, in our church, in our ministry, and in whatever God has called us to do. Lord God, thanks for your grace to us. Thank you that when we look to you, God, if we can see Jesus, the Jesus of the Gospels, if we can be open to the ministry of the Holy Spirit, then we see that Jesus on your face is a smile, a welcoming smile, and you love us right where we are. And even for those who right now are not feeling that closeness, they're not feeling that warmth, they're not feeling that, that orientation of your, your smile, your, uh, your hand to hold, and your guidance. I would pray, Lord, that, that by faith, God, and by the ministry of your Spirit and something from this podcast, Lord, that you would minister to help those know that you really are near And there really is a smile of warmth on your face, Jesus. And anyone, Lord, that's in that that dark, discombobulating, distressing time of a wall or a burnout, Lord, help them to uh, be patient in waiting on you. Help them to to do that inner journey work and opening their heart to experience a, a fresh awakening of your loving kindness. Thank you, God, for your mercies truly are new every morning, if only we could behold it. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. We love being in community with you and following Jesus together. We pray for you, and we don't want you to feel alone. It's too easy for the enemy to convince us that we're all alone. And so we want to remind you, we have senior spiritual directors at Soul Shepherding who have been through our training that Bill and I do with our Soul Shepherding Institute and spiritual direction training. They've had years of experience and supervision, and they are available to meet with you, to journey with you, to be an ambassador of Jesus, to care for your soul. So we encourage you to look in the show notes for a link to book an appointment. Did you know that Journey of the Soul was number one on Amazon for 30 days among Christian counseling new releases? Oh, so thankful. That was so fun. And 
A Journey of the Soul is our book that helps you with emotional and spiritual growth, and it is great for church leaders and all kinds of people. And we have a leader guide to go with Journey of the Soul that helps with leading a small group or uh, going through the book with a friend or just getting uh, some deeper insights from the book. And then we also have Soul Talk cards that go through each of the Christ stages with Bible verses and Soul Talk questions. You can find all this and more on journeyofthesoul.org. We also have free videos on there to help you with your Uh, leading a small group, uh, or going deeper into the material. We also have uh, sermon notes if you're a pastor or a Bible study teacher. Uh, So you'll find all those resources on journeyofthesoul.org. Thank you for joining us on the Soul Talks podcast. To find out more about growing in your life and leadership, subscribe to the podcast and visit us at soulshepherding.org.